Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name's Colin on the C. Uh, joining me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. I'm free, Colin. You're free from quarantine. You're free to go from in. quarantine. I feel exactly like Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I see that. I see that of of Shawshank fame. You've managed to crawl through the uh, the long, dirty tunnel of quarantine. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, yeah. And you're now standing topless in the rain. Um, in, oh yeah, of course. Your, of course, that's what you do. Yeah. Um, you 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 join us, listeners. Um, was as we are in different parts of the world. Uh, you see, you're in Malaysia. I am back in uh, in England, where. Uh, tier well not in tier four but i'm in tier, actually in tier two curiously um but we've got all kinds of restrictions which means uh that our, our promises to you that we were going to be watching and reviewing uh, wonder woman 1984 uh are not true uh we said that they might nope, not it might not happen um which is probably good because uh it's not released until christmas day in much of the world anyway so we wouldn't want to be yep. spawning it for you uh who knows when we're going to be able to watch that <laughs> January, February, who knows? Uh, who knows? Once we all we get, uh, was it um, once, HBO? Max. Once HBO Max comes to uh, to the UK, is it Malaysia yeah. already? I have no idea. Uh, okay. No plans of getting it. I'm not there to support another streaming service. No but yeah, uh, maybe yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We, we'll see. Uh, but um, maybe maybe just read the Wikipedia page and talk about that. Um, <laughs> at some point. Well, we can do that. I am. We're used to doing that for our quizzes anyway. That's true. So. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, anyone could th- really throw off our quizzes by going into the Netflix, uh, into the Netflix, into the Wikipedia page and just uh, editing the uh, editing the articles. I'm, I've I've been tempted to do that sometimes. Think I should ask the question. And I'll change what it says on Wikipedia to something that's wrong, and then uh, see <laughs> see if you re- revise. Uh, today we today it's going to be a very news heavy. After a few weeks of not much news, we're going to talk mostly about um, the the very uh, dystopian named Disney Investor Day. Yeah, um, well, there's so much news, Dijon. So much news. Uh, you just realise that Disney is all about appeasing their shareholders. I mean, obviously they're about making money, <laughs> but they could have at least tried to hide it a little. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like, it is quite something better than. Yeah, I mean, after Disney years of doing yesterday. stuff, at, releasing everything at Comic Con and stuff, or D23, and like it's all for the fans, and it's like that's for investors. It's for this is how we're going to be making you more money over the next few years. Uh, dear. Uh, but we start as we uh, as we always do with some with some news. Um, <laughs> what, what what news are we is, are we talking about the Disney Investor Day as part of the news or are we separating out the we're, news? We're separating that out. Give me your give me your non Disney Investor Day uh, news, Asian. Uh Is there any? I've got well, I've got quite a lot to be honest. What yeah. what? Okay, you can start first. Why? I, I will it. start. And <laughs> uh, this is a big one. Um, and uh, this is a callback to our last episode. If you've not listened to our last episode, it was a. Uh, an episode in which we predicted things that would happen next year in the world of movies. Um, and who would have thought, Zijan, who would have thought, even before the episode went live, one of them looks like it's come true. Uh, Isn't this part of the Disney Western news? No, this, this, no this came out before that. Yeah. Ah. So there, there, yes, such is the such is the might of Disney that some of the some of the non-Disney Western news is still Disney news. Um, Alfred Molina uh, has been confirmed for the next Spider-Man film, uh, as I predicted. He will be reprising his role as Doc Ock. Um, now, when I when I suggested this, and you said, "But he's dead," meaning the character rather than the actor. <laughs> I don't think you thought he did. And and you're right. And you're right. The character of Doc Ock uh, did die in that film, uh, Spider-Man Two. So, what's happening here? I think is either one they bring him back from the dead somehow. Uh-huh. Uh, two. They go into the events of Spider-Man Two and kind of pull him out of them before he dies, uh, or three, he's from an alternative universe um, of Doctor Octopus, of Doctor Octopus, and maybe an alternative universe um, with very similar characters, but he was not is not quite the same Spider-Man Two universe. I mean, like in like the Into the Spider-Verse, we did see a different version of Doctor Octopus as well. Yeah, didn't we? yeah, 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 and so it looks from so there's also there's a huge flurry of rumors going around about. This film, which is is definitively now, I think a Spider Verse film, but oh yeah, but uh, without doubt, yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. But there's basically, which which means that any, anyone has written into any character who is involved in any of these films and say, well, they're going to be in them. It's confirmed. So that, we could see William Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, obviously, Kirsten Dunst, Emma Stone in talks. Um, Emma Stone died again. Yep, yeah, it's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, William Dafoe died. They all died. <laughs> uh, even Dane DeHaan, who I do not think is going to be back for this. Uh, uh, wow. But, no. Um, but I, th- I think what might happen is that one or two of them get a proper storyline and then a lot of them just show up for a big final action piece. I think it might be a... Or maybe a, even a backdoor pilot for or whatever for uh, Sinister Six. It'll be look at all these other villains we've got, and you'll get th- three seconds of Dane DeHaan. Um, would be my if if he's in it. That's my guess of how they do it. Which is all the Dane DeHaan we need to see. That's about all we need. I, he's a very talented actor, but um, he, he was not, not as a Green Goblin. Not good in that film. Uh, I I think Alfred Mia probably will do more. Maybe Jamie Foxx will do more based on when when it was announced. I don't, I don't know. Um, the other rumour is, and this is not confirmed, but he, so, someone for Collider wrote an article saying Kirsten Dunst will return, Emma Stone may return, and basically just him making this stuff up, but everyone else on, on, then just quoted <laughs> him. Just lapping it up, right? Yeah. Uh, the other rumour is uh, Charlie Cox back as Daredevil for this film. Oh, that that's probably the better news, I think, compared to Alfred Molina. Because I think Daredevil um, was one of the better shows on Netflix, mm. the Marvel TV shows on Netflix, yeah. and uh, it definitely ended prematurely. Not, I'm still not clear on why Marvel decided to go down the road of ending those shows probably because of Disney Plus um, I think you're right I think it's they wanted the rights back for their own service rather than sharing it with Netflix and also they really had gone off a cliff I mean Daredevil was was good and Jessica Jones I think was still good but I mean the second Luke Cage the second Punisher I mean I didn't even finish the first Punisher I, I think that they became very dull um, yeah, I, I I I get that. that. That that makes sense. Yeah, but I think Charlie Cox is probably the the best uh, yeah. of that lot yeah. anyway. And he it, it was because of his performance as Daredevil that the other TV series came into fruition. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be glad to see him again. He is like the quintessential Daredevil, unless they bring in Ben Affleck one as well as part of the multiverse. Well, Spider-Man. I mean, maybe I mean because obviously Daredevil and Spider Man quite often overlap, don't they? In in the comics, they quite often do stuff. Yeah. Um, together, there's also been suggested that he might be in the She Hulk. TV series which is being announced, but uh, uh, so yeah, we will keep you updated with with Spider. It's so annoying because they haven't got a title for it, and people people are calling it Spider Man Three, but it's not Spider Man Three. There there already was a Spider Man Three. It was bad. So uh, what, what, isn't this uh? It has home in it, right? What's the name? Yeah, it's, it's going to have the word home in it somewhere. So what do you call it? Spider Man Home Three. <laughs> Spider Man Home Three. Even the second film didn't have a number in it, right? So no. So what? The third film, Spider Man Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound, okay. There's your favorite one. I do it. love like Homeward two Bound. Two of your best it's films so, combined in one. Perfect. It is officially on CZ movies. It's now referred to as um, Spider Man Homeward Bound. Uh, I bring up the, the last episode, CZ, where we where we made predictions. Um, partly because my brother has sent me some of his own predictions, which I thought we could incorporate. If that's if you're, oh, nice. if you're on board with that. Yeah, yeah, of uh, course. Some of them, I'll be honest. Um, dubious. Well, some of them I don't I don't really know what he's talking about because <laughs> Simon, my brother, is is a big uh, fan of, of of literature of books, um, and he has said he he's predicted films based on books by Adam Silvera and Angie Thomas. I don't know who those people are. No, nope, me neither. Um, so there you go. That may or may not be likely. Um, the Ellen Oliphant movie will get Oscar ba- buzz, but will actually be quite bad, and will star Brie Larson. So they, oh. I didn't know there was an Ellen Oliphant movie me neither i have heard of that person that that title uh vaguely uh, i have heard of the book it's very popular this i don't know if it's going to be all right or something like that yes it's, it's completely well yeah completely fine something like that. Some, it's along the lines something like it's that perfectly fine anyway apparently it's been optioned but nothing else has happened so that is a bit of a swing uh he's also gone for dave franco will star in a covid-based horror movie so that, that could yeah, yeah that's quite likely <laughs> I think we're going to get a lot of COVID based I mean probably not directly related COVID but a lot of pandemic-y type films um, and that yeah I can, I can definitely see that one happening yeah I, those aren't bad predictions bad, I'll put them means. in the I'll put them in the in the uh, in the in the doc because we're going to come back which you're winning already by uh, anyway. it's one up so far yeah uh, weirdly um Weirdly, Disney uh, Disney invested. They didn't announce the new mutant sequel that you were pinning our hopes to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so far so good. But we shall 
um, what we did, what we didn't discuss is whether it counts if it was if it happened in 2020. But but fortunately, I went back and checked, and I predicted he would be in Spider-Man: Homebound um, rather than predicting it would be announced next year. So so I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you, Colin. Like I know, I know you need this win after the loss. This year. <laughs> it's fine. It's been a tough year for me. What with you know the worldwide pandemic and also losing a losing quiz, quiz. In our podcast. <laughs> those, those are the two big. Big issues. Uh, do you want me to keep going, or you got have you have you managed to Google yeah, keep some going, of these Keep things? going. No, mine are definitely all the Disney investors stuff. Okay, but well, there's some good stuff here. So, uh, Jamie Bell and Margaret Qualley. I don't know who Margaret Qualley is. Um, are going to be playing Fred and Ginger. Uh, Fred Astaire Ooh. and uh, Ginger Rogers. Is that Ginger Rogers? Yes, Ginger. Yeah. Yes. I always get Ginger Rogers and Ginger Baker mixed up. Um, they're going to yeah. They signed on for uh, that. I think. I think Jamie Bell can put it off. He was great in Rocketman. Yeah, and of course, uh, first came to the world's attention as a as a dancer in Billy Elliot. So he's, mm, he's, yeah, he's got exactly. the moves. So he does have he does have that charm. Uh, Margaret Qualley apparently play. was in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, huh, interesting. Not heard of her before. No, I'm, trying, I'm looking. I don't think I've. Oh, she's in she's in Death Note. You saw Death Note, didn't you? Uh, uh, she played Mia Sudden Class Kira. She's also in the Nice Guys. So I've seen a couple of things, but um, yeah, I didn't really mean much to me. But that sounds that sounds fun. The the, the musical is back. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's a musical. I don't know. It would have to be. Well, there, there are lots of musical films. Uh, you know, there, there has been a slew of musical films. A slew indeed. And there will yeah. be more coming up soon as well. Like, I mean, uh, In the Heights, West Side Story, Cats was last year. I mean, it's just uh, Dear Evan Hansen, uh, yeah. Wicked is probably coming up as well. It's yeah. just plenty of them. Like, I mean, as we said, Hollywood is running out of ideas. Uh, La La Land, Greatest Showman. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's, the, it's the era of the musical. Yes, it, well, yeah. as you say... Hollywood sees something that works and says, hey, let's make 10 of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of which, um, we've got another musical biopic in the pipeline. Um, of course, yep. <laughs> uh, uh, you've seen The Rise of Skywalker, Zijian. Do you remember the, the character played by Naomi Aki, whose name I can't remember? Um, she was uh, the one who might be Lando's daughter, maybe, but might not be, who turned up and did nothing. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker again. Which one's Rise of Skywalker, the most recent one? Oh, yes. I know who she is. Yeah. She's the one who teamed up with uh, Oscar Isaac's character. No. No, 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 no. That's from... No. Well, maybe. She's the one who, who turned up and did nothing. Oh, yes. Yep. I know. Uh, All yep. <laughs> oh, the other, other characters. There. There's quite a few who turned up and did nothing, but she was. She probably did the least. Um, <laughs> I say, other than having a slight... Janna was her name. There's a slight hint that she may be Lando's daughter, but possibly maybe his next girlfriend. It's, it's very weird. Anyway, uh, she is on to play Whitney Houston uh, in a film called I Wanna Dance With Somebody, because when you're making musical okay. biopics now, you have to name them after a song that the person sang. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Uh, I I mean, like we've we've gone through this whole gamut of musical biopics that we do not want to see. I want to see Whitney Houston is. Yeah, I don't mind watching a Whitney Houston musical uh, film. To be honest, can you think of a musical biopic that the, the title wasn't a song by that artist? I, I'm uh, I'm thinking and I can't at the moment. Uh, I guess there's Elvis starring Kurt Russell. That was a long time ago. But uh, I don't watch the many musical biopics. No, fair enough. No, we didn't yeah. have so, didn't we? It turned out that you'd seen like three and I'd seen far too many. Exactly. <laughs> yes. um, we have uh, Anna de Armas, uh, who you'll know from Knives Out, among other things. Uh, she is joining Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling for The Grey Man, which is a uh, adaptation of a spy, well, I think it's a novel, but it's only a spy film, um, which is shaping it to be quite a nice cast there. Um, we don't need to spend too long on that. Um, Chris Pine is going to be leading the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Ooh! Do you do you, you ever play Dungeons and Dragons? I've not played Dungeons and Dragons. I always wanted to try it, but I do play like role playing games on like the PC and stuff. Uh, All right. But yeah, um, I mean, it's one of those things that you know I would love to try it. It's it's gotten quite popular from shows like Stranger Things, where the kids hmm. are playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I also like the pop, the community exp- episode of Dungeons and Dragons as well. Yeah, that was, yeah, good. it's good fun. Two of them. Um, and there are some very good uh, YouTubers who play Dungeons and Dragons as well, as well as famous um, famous uh, people. Did you know Charlie Cox, as we mentioned earlier, has, is in a Dungeons and Dragons episode on YouTube? I did you not check know that. it out. Okay, it's pretty cool. Uh, what's her, what's her name? The one who played um, the main female protagonist in um, Daredevil. Oh, Electra. 
No, no, no. In the TV series, the blonde. Oh, uh, yes, Paige. Paige. Uh, well, I don't know the I actress. I can't remember what, who the actress is, uh, but she is a avid uh, D- Dungeons and Dragons uh, fan, and hence uh, she brought on yeah. Charlie Cox into one episode. So if you want to check it out, it's actually quite, it's actually quite fun. Like, um, yeah, everyone's just getting into character. It's it's very good fun. Just check it out online. Yeah, because I got a lot of friends who are into it. I, I do quite a lot of improv stuff, and there seems to be quite a crossover between people who do improv. Yeah, exactly. D and D. I've never done it myself. I, I my first year at uni, we did a little bit of. It wasn't Dungeons and Dragons, but it was a role playing game. I I didn't love it, if I'm honest. I didn't really get into it for some reason. Um, oh really? Is it the fantasy theme? Um, I don't really know what it what it was. It just didn't grab me. Um. Maybe you should try it again now that you're all into improv and yeah, all Yeah, I'd say it got some Obviously, I think it feels like it takes up a lot of time. I don't have... To, I'm not sure i got enough free... I know it's a pandemic at all, but I'm still finding myself doing quite <laughs> a lot of stuff. So um, who knows? Maybe I will. But I don't know how how the film would work. Whether whether they go kind of the framing device of someone playing the game or whether they just... They enter the game. Yeah. Or whether they just do a fantasy movie and they say, "Hey, it's done," which I don't. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can just say this is just a regular fantasy thing, and it happens no. to be Dungeons. Because yeah, then it's just a bland fantasy film. But then, do you really want to see Chris Pine rolling some some dice? I don't know. <laughs> Why not? I'm pretty sure a lot of people would pay for Chris to see Chris Pine doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, there's a great video uh, where people did roll a d6. That was fun. Uh, now this is this is some Disney um, Marvel news that was announced shortly before Disney Invest today. I honestly, right, I'm pretty certain that they're all all announced on the same day. You're just like trying to drag it out. This is this is at least a day before. Uh, this is fantastic news, Ejan, for me, and I don't think anyone else cares because um, contrary to I'm sure they I'm sure they said the opposite before, but now they've now they've confirmed Rachel McCams is returning for Doctor Strange, uh, the Multiverse of Madness. We're in the multiverse. Yeah, match. I think only you are interested. Only in I care that this character who did nothing in the first film uh, and is likely to do nothing in the second film, if I'm honest, yep. um, is returning. I am delighted. I'm a big fan of Rachel McAdams. Uh, apart from that terrible Eurovision film she did. Uh, I mean, she hardly got a mention in like all the future Doctor Strange appearances. At least Jane Foster got multiple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. It felt so weird because uh, these Marvel films really have moved away from the whole love interest thing a lot of the Almost all of them, in fact. Um, so to have a have a Oscar nominated actress um, to turn up and basically do almost nothing. But yeah, there's, there's so much happening in this film. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's been rumours that actually Tobey Maguire is going to turn up in this one, which would make sense because Simon Raimi's directing it. If she got uh, it ties into one division, you've got Scarlet Witch, you've got the multiverse happening. You've, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's insane. Like um, I was just writing down all the things that are in. The Disney Investor Day as well. Everything is being tied up to one film or another, yeah. you know. And not only film, the TV series are all tiding yeah. into every single make, thing at all. And everyone's going to make cameo appearances here and there and everywhere. It's so I, I can't see Rachel McCombs having a having a plot line in this film. <laughs> I just can't see it. So, but good luck to her. She's she's back. She's back. Um, now we we talked last time, Jason, about the. Um, about the the bombshell decision by Warner Brothers to uh, to release all their films next year on, on HBO Max as well as in cinemas, yeah. Uh, and we agreed it was it was a huge uh, huge change in the way that films are released. Uh, what we didn't foresee, perhaps, is how angry some of the directors are going to be about it. Um, so both Denis Villeneuve, um, who is directing Dune for them, and Christopher Nolan, who directed Tenet, uh, have put out very strongly worded statements. They were very very angry. Uh, about this, I, I can't remember which one of them it was. Now, said one of those two said, um, uh, "We thought we were working for the best movie studio, and it turned out we were working for the worst streaming service." Wow, which, um, which is quite powerful. Um, I think it was who who blamed it all on AT and T, who apparently own Warner Brothers or or a large part of Warner Brothers, which I didn't I didn't know. Uh, so yeah, I mean they're both big players. Um, Denis Villeneuve in particular is is I think. Uh, Upset because it, I mean, the, the Dune film we're getting is only the first half of the book, and he thinks off the back of this, this means we won't get the second film um, because it just won't be worth the money to them if they're putting it on streaming. Uh, which is, I don't know if that's going to be true. Or not. I, I'd assume they'd filmed it all in one go, but maybe not. Yeah, me too. Mm. And besides, it's the studio uh, studio that's funding it, right? So it's not like, yeah, uh, you know, it's not like. 
if 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 Warner Brothers is going heading into this direction, right? It's not like they could just go pull out the second part of the film just because it's on streaming services now. I mean, now it should be the other way around, right? They'll be putting more money in just to um, well, that's promote interesting, streaming I think services. I always wonder about these models because I think no one is. No one's signing up to HBO Max to get Dune 2 if they weren't already signing up to get Dune 1, I suppose. Exactly, yeah. Um, so I don't know whether it is worth it. Anyway, uh, they're both very angry. I think um, Patty Jenkins put out a, something where she wasn't quite as forthright as them, but still uh, expressed her displeasure uh, with the new model. So I think Warner Brothers maybe haven't thought through exactly how badly this is going to land um, with their people. Uh, one more bit of news. Um, and this is... Uh, my brother Simon, who's getting quite a lot of mentions today, uh, he specifically requested we mention this. Um, okay, it's it's barely news and it's not really about movies. Um, but <laughs> you may have seen uh, the KFC <laughs> mini movies, Ijan. Um, no, Li- Lifetime have put out a uh, what I believe is a, 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 a comical um, telling of the Colonel Sanders story. Uh, where he is played uh, as a romantic lead by Mario Lopez, um, who you might remember as <laughs> Slater from uh, Saved by the Bell. I mean, I, I like you, Simon, but sometimes, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, what a good way to end our news. That's a great thing. Um, <laughs> did you ever watch Saved by the Bell? Did you get that in Malaysia? No. No, fair enough. Never watched Saved by the Bell. We, but... we used to watch that growing up. That was... Um, I know Mario Lopez is very big in America, though. Um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. No, never, never the like film's that. on YouTube. Well, that, it's 16 minutes long. I could not be bothered to watch it, but if anyone wants to. Um, there you go. Uh, now, well done, Colleen. You padded 21 minutes 21 minutes of news. news. I can't believe you didn't find any of those news items, Dijan. That's like... A... <laughs> but, uh, now, I'm going to do one of those things where I occasionally change the orders, because I think we've had a lot of news in, in one go there. And before we leave on to Disney Invest today, let's let's go to our, to see or not to Zeg so, so there. Yeah. To see or not to Z segment. Yes, yes. Now, um, well, we talk about films that we have seen and tell you, the listener, whether you should see them or not Z them. Uh, Zijan, in your 14 days of quarantine, oh. you must have watched a good 20 films. Yes, I've watched one. <laughs> what have you been doing all day? <laughs> I watched The Prom. Oh, yeah. On Netflix, uh, for those. Uh, yeah, it's a musical comedy film. It has quite the... The, the stars in it so it stars uh, Meryl Streep mm. Nicole Kidman James Corden Andrew Reynolds Keegan-Michael Key and um, Joe Allen Perlman who is new but she plays the main female protagonist in uh, this uh, this film uh, it's based on the music of the same name so it's a musical film in case you are wondering you what go. kind of film it is yep. it's a Ryan Murphy production as well so as you can imagine like a lot of Ryan Murphy's uh, stuff. It's very highly stylized. What's Ryan Murphy he done? He does have a. Huh. Hmm? What's Ryan Murphy done? Uh, Glee. Uh, okay. Uh, American Horror Story. A lot of the TV shows that he does are all very high, highly stylized. So his films are exactly the same as well. Um, and it's about a quartet of narcissistic Broadway stars. So the the four aforementioned that. Uh, coming to a small town Indiana to help a girl take her girlfriend to prom as a publicity stunt. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, I was looking forward to watching this because uh, the prom had gotten, uh, the musical itself has gotten uh, pretty good reviews on Broadway. Right. I think it was nominated for Tony's but didn't win anything there. Um, I didn't really like this film. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, in, uh, I didn't particularly like this film. I first of all, it's a musical, so you think like the songs would be catchy and all that. I think I found maybe one song good, okay. but then all the songs sound pretty much the same to each other, right. which is uh yeah, which is pretty bad, isn't it? Like I don't, I didn't find any of them memorable. Like it was only until like the halfway point at one hour mark when there was a song with a different kind of tone to it. Right. You know, everything sounded pretty much the same, but then it's only after one hour mark and say, okay, this actually is different from the previous hour I've been hearing from. So that didn't, Hmm. you know, 
do much for this film, which is which is a little bit annoying. And the thing is, as well, is like the, the, this film is very superficial. Um, it could be because they're playing into the fact that they are focusing on the four Broadway uh, stars yeah. in this film who are super narcissistic, but they're so incredibly one-dimensional. Right. Um, I find myself halfway through a film trying to uh, make excuses for the film, saying that oh, it's based on a musical, so it's allowed some of this superficiality. Um, mm. Superficiality, but it comes to a point where you just have to realize that it's just not a good story. Um, I, I I wish they cut off all the points where the parts of the, like the Broadway stars coming to try and help them, etc. It just doesn't add much to this film. So, yeah, okay, yeah, it's it's not great, unfortunately. Um, I wanted to like it, but I yeah. didn't. That's so, yeah, yeah, and I've, I've seen people complain there's too much James Corden, but I think people are a bit of a, back, yeah. a, bit of a James <laughs> I Corden. I think that's Jano, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I wasn't planning to watch it, but I'm definitely not going to watch it after that. So, uh, um, yep. I've been, I've been watching quite a few films, including a few Christmas ones, but I, I won't talk about those. Um, I will talk about uh, Mank. So, so, oh, you finally seen Mank? Nice. I've seen Mank. It's on it's on Netflix. It's a black and white David Fincher film based on a script by his his late father, Jack. Um, you may recall one of my predictions last time is that it will win a load of Oscars. Um, partly because it's a film, so it's a film about the making of Citizen Kane, effectively. So Mank was a was a screenwriter uh, who was working with Orson Welles um, on on that film, and he's kind of, he's an alcoholic as well. He's laid up uh, Amanda Seafried. I can't. That's not how you pronounce her name, but that's how I'm pronouncing it. Um, Poor Amanda. Uh, is there? Um, she she plays the the daughter. I think it's, no, maybe no wife. <laughs> I think much young, much younger. Oh, is Amanda Seyfried? Not, uh, not. I have she's probably thirty or something, but she plays the much younger wife of um, William Randolph. Um, oh dear, Hurst. William Randolph Hurst, uh, the the um, newspaper tycoon on whom Citizen Kane is clearly based. I think it's his wife. Anyway, um, maybe he's just a lover. Um, and Lily Collins is in it um, the, the, as effectively. Um, the nurse or companion of uh, of Mank, because someone decided that Lily Collins looks like she belongs um, in the thirties. <laughs> uh, she, she was in an absolutely terrible film about Howard Hughes called uh, Rules Don't Apply a few years ago, and yeah, she she one of these actors who doesn't really look like she belongs in the present day. Anyway, uh, I have seen Citizen Kane. It was a long time ago though, so I don't remember huge details. Huge details, I think. I don't remember all the details. Of it, yeah. Uh, I was surprised by how, um, I guess, how light this felt. It, 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 not in a good way. I mean, it was it's great performance in Gary Oldman. He plays he plays Mank. He's he's the central character. He he really brings a good kind of comedic vibe to it, and, and he he plays it really well. But the film itself just seems quite inconsequential. I mean, it doesn't really do anything tell you anything that, that unexpected. I, I from David Fincher and from all the build up this was getting, I think I was expecting more. Um, so there is a great scene where he, he kind of drunkenly um, harangues uh, William Randolph Hearst in his in his home, which uh, is quite reminiscent of Citizen Kane, um, the kind of the, the setting. And that was that was really good. Uh, and there were some funny, funny bits and some clever bits. And it's, it's, not, it's by no means a bad film. It's just I, I certainly wouldn't put this on my list of my favourite films of the year. Uh, I don't. Oh, wow. I think it was a great, I say, a great central performance, but nothing. Uh, nothing to make me go out and say you must watch this film. So yeah, it was all a bit disappointing, really. Oh. Um, this has got a lot of Oscar buzz as well. Well, so. that's it. I, I'm not changing my prediction. I think it still will do very well at the Oscars. Um, well, you can change your prediction. I can't change my predictions. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, just it was just uh, maybe maybe my expectations were too high. But I, I like films about Hollywood. I think David Fincher is very David Fincher is, is, is a very talented director. So I, I was really looking forward to this and um, yeah. Watch it if you want, but I can't. I can't say you have to. Uh, okay, I won't then. Yeah, no, I mean, unless it wins, unless it wins best picture, then I have to. That's true. We'll do, it. we'll do it in like three years' time. Um, there is uh, another film I watched that is much better in my view, which is a film called Double Indemnity, um, which is a 1944 film directed by Billy Wilder uh, and co-written by Billy Wilder and Raymond Chandler, who wasn't particularly well known at the time. I think he was a little bit well known, but not as well known as he. Um, became uh, so Billy Wilder you might know from um, Some Like It Hot um, The Apartment was him uh, he, a lot of um, I think Seven Year Rich he did quite a lot of kind of light comedies but he did these these things with, um, Sunset 
Boulevard was obviously not light. Uh, and uh, this is this is one of the earlier kind of noir films, and um, it really, from what I've read, it, it set a lot of the um, the almost the cliches of noir films. So mm-hmm. um, the, when he does his kind of there's a main character who who does this monologue about how yeah I met this dame and she looked or something. This is this sounds very much like the kind of classic noir. Uh, stuff. So it's, it's about a guy who um, who, who meets a, a woman and they plot to murder the woman's husband. Uh, basically, uh, and this guy is an insurance salesman. But it's it's, it's okay. really good dialogue. Um, I say it's really based on a book, but I think a lot of the dialogue was original from uh, Raymond Chandler in particular and, and Billy Wilder. Uh, it's it, it looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's funny. It's good 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 characters. A um, few few twists and turns. So uh, I yeah I, I watched on DVD so I'm not sure how how available it is to watch but if if you can see that one I think it's um really really good uh, and uh, yeah if you're going to watch one black and white film this week I'd say Dublin Denmity rather than Mank. <laughs> okay there you go well, um, but it didn't it didn't win Best Picture despite I think being uh, I, apparently Billy Wilder thought it should have done um, yeah it's quite an old film isn't it so 1944 um, yeah. Uh, from what I've read, there's there another film, I can't remember it now, there's another film from the same studio, and the studio basically pushed that one much harder to win the Oscar, yep. and Billy Wilder got quite angry, and tried to trip up the director of the other film as he went to collect his Oscar. <laughs> Which, uh, oh, really? Wow. Um, so there you go. It's also, so we talked a bit about the Hayes Code, and the kind of the, the code of what movies are allowed to show um, at, yep. at that point, and it is significantly affected by that, in that... Um, the the ending was changed twice, I think, off the back of that, and also you get a bit where someone is shot and and clearly they're not allowed to show the blood or, or the wound or whatever yeah. else. So he gets shot and you see him clutching his shoulder. It's like what what's supposed to have happened? There's not even <laughs> there's not even a hole in the jacket. And this is um, anyway. So that that aside, uh, that's very good. Yeah. Right, we move on then to uh, to Disney Investor Day when the when the Ooh. the dollar signs come into everyone's eyes. And uh, Kevin yes, Feige yes. rubbed his hands with glee. Uh, and lo- there's oh. so much news from it. Because I've done most of the news, I'm going to sit back and let you kick us off on this one. Do I, well, well, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. So um, I kind of split up like this Disney Investor Day to a few categories because you kind of have to. Yes. Yeah. So you have the Marvel news, as you'd expect, because Disney owns a lot of Marvel stuff pretty much all the Marvel stuff so that's pretty much the majority of the exciting news that's coming out from there there's also Star Wars which I'm going to leave to you Colin because I didn't care enough to put it in my list of stuff to talk about Um, there's the animated ones which uh, I can talk about because I like animated stuff and then there's other which is stuff that no one really cares about (laughs) wow Uh, (laughs) Oh, actually, that's not true. That's not no, true. There's, 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 some, there's some stuff here that I think um, I think people care about. It's it's worth saying that we're not covering the the TV news. Or we might mention it, but this is a, we may mention it, yeah. a film podcast. And if you want to find out about the many new Marvel TV series, you're gonna to have to go to a different podcast. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so I'll start by by the Marvel section because there's a lot to go through in this Marvel section. So let's get out of the way first. So it's been confirmed that the Fantastic Four will have a feature film in the works. Mm. Uh, the director of the MCU Spider-Man films, John Watts, will direct the project when it happens. Uh, this is not a surprise to a lot of people. Um, probably for those who may expect an X-Men film to come out before Fantastic Four, but I think Fantastic Four deserves a good film for once. Yeah, I'm, um, I've been saying consistently on this podcast, which um, if you I, you may remember or may not, that, that I thought they'd do a Fantastic Four film before they did an X-Men film. Because it's, 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 it's low-hanging fruit, isn't it? As you say, they've been it is, it really a couple is. of stabs at it. They weren't good. Um, I mean, they already have their Mr. Fantastic and uh, Invisible Woman anyway. <laughs> So this this makes me feel good about my, my one of my other predictions that John Krasinski would be announced next year as Mr. Fantastic, uh, which I think was probably one of the easier predictions because everyone everyone thinks he will be anyway. Everyone is clamoring for him to be, yeah, but exactly. I think it's interesting that John Watts would be announced for this. Cause I, I mean, I think he's done a good job as Spider-Man. I preferred um, Far From Home to, to Homecoming. But I don't think... That, is there anyone else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where, where they've been given two properties? Uh, not... 
they're aware of like the Russo brothers obviously did a lot of the Avengers stuff that's um, true and yeah. Captain America too uh, yeah. so that kind of counts I guess yes yeah uh, so Captain America you're right but um, it does feel they're giving them so Peyton Reed is I mean this comes up but he's been given the Ant-Man film it's not like Thor where they just give each new one to a different person although mm. again they seem to have stuck with Taika Waititi now I kind of I kind of yeah. like that they're getting actual big name well, John Watts is kind of big name, I suppose, but they're giving directors their own franchises rather than come in and direct a film exactly the way we want you to direct it. Yeah, yeah. well, that's good though. Yeah. Um, and being a being a John Watts film, we may see an appearance in Spider of or Spider Man, a Fantastic Four film, which is actually not uncommon in the comics either, because he does appear. They are all New York based heroes. Pretty much all the heroes are New York based for some reason or another. Yeah. <laughs> um, he tried to so, join the Fantastic Four in the comics, didn't he? He did. He did try to the Fantastic Four. So, uh, um, so, and it would be nice to see a more mature Fantastic Four anyway. As I, as I said before in previous podcast, that it would be nice to see, you know, Reed and Susan to be more established than they are. We do not need to see another, um, Origin. Uh, what's the original story? Yeah, origin story. Uh, yep. So that's the first bit of news. Uh, next is, um, as you mentioned before, Peyton Reed, uh, is directing the next Ant Man film, which has a name. So it's now called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Hmm. <laughs> you sound very, very... I sound serious. I think... The, the, uh, I'm a little bit... I mean, I say, I think it's nice they are giving directors a chance to evolve their characters, but um, I don't I don't think the first or second Ant-Man films were, were great. Uh, the, so the first one was just sort of thinking Edgar Wright would have done this so much better. The second one, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think might be the worst MCU film. It's maybe... Well... Iron Man 2 is probably yeah. the worst one, but it's, it's it's in the bottom three or four uh, comfortably. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a little bit dubious about where this is going. Quantumania. Going to get the quantum yep. realm, obviously. Um, but everyone wants to see Paul Rudd again. I mean, he doesn't love Paul Rudd. Um, yeah. We're seeing Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. What can you tell me about Kang the Conqueror, Zijan? I've spoken about him before in a previous podcast, Colin. All right. Listeners, don't you're not going to get it again. You can, you can, you can cliff up a previous podcast. Yeah, of course you do. I, I think it's only like two podcasts ago as well. Anyway, he's a time-traveling person. He is. He's a bit like the Predator. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he comes. He comes. He he, he doesn't have any powers, he, he but he has a lot of future tech, but which makes him powerful. So he comes to the present and then, yeah. Like, who's That's the who's it, the uh, one who gets who dresses up in furs like in animal fur? No, that's Craven. Craven and I always get those two mixed up. Yeah, how? Anyway, <laughs> they've, got, they've got names going with K. They've got the as a middle name. <laughs> it's a yeah, right. And anyway, um, because um, they use the quantum uh, realm to travel through time, so I'm not surprised that Kang the Conqueror, a time traveler mm, villain, okay. would appear in the Ant Man the Wasp, Wasp film. So makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we've got any other crossover characters in this one announced. Not yet. I'm sure there will be, but um, they've come a long way since that awkward scene where uh, Ant-Man fought Falcon in the first Ant-Man film which felt really weird do you remember that? yep yeah that was bad um, I feel a bit sorry for Emma Furman I think uh, who portrayed Cassie in uh, Avengers Endgame because she's out she's gone we don't need her anymore yep she's been replaced by uh, Catherine Newton whoever Catherine Newton is <laughs> She didn't have much to do anyway in the previous film, but it was quite. It's quite sad that you know she could just get cut just like that. Oh well. Yeah, I mean, Marvel have seemed to be very good at planning ahead, but you'd have thought they'd have planned ahead to the extent that okay, you're in this film for like three seconds, but we want you to do a bigger role in the next film. You'd have thought they'd have lined that up. Yeah, so exactly. Um, and how how bad well, must she be for them to say no? Sorry, you're not going to be able to reprise that. She seemed all right to me she from that film alone. Seemed fine, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Cassie becomes a superhero in her own right as well. She shares the same powers as her dad. So, okay. uh, she- Actually, I do have a theory. So, again, this ties into the predictions from last time because I, I, I know I can't change my prediction, but I have changed my mind slightly, um, which I, um, isn't, isn't official, I suppose. But I, I, you may recall I said I thought it would be a Kate Bishop film. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's more likely to be a Young Avengers film, having thought yep, about it. that's going to be very likely mm. as well because you have... Kate Bishop, yep. uh, played by Hayley Steinfeld. You have uh, Cassie, yep. Cassie Lang, who is in the Ant-Man film. You will have Wanda Vision, who may, would probably introduce Wanda's two kids. 
okay. who becomes part of the uh, twins, obviously, because really? obviously she has to have twins, just like her and her brother. Uh, huh. Who, who coincidentally share the same powers as her and her brother. So one has super speed and one has uh, magic. Okay. And I, and they are officially part of the Young Avengers as well in the comic books. They might uh, be too young. But I suppose if we've got time travel. They no, can, but you have magic as well, right? And magic. Uh, and also her vision is there. Uh, Ms. Marvel, of course. Um, uh, Ms. Marvel, yep, exactly. And then Spider-Man can lead it. <laughs> see, I... I think they're going to get. Um, I think they're going to get Kate Bishop to lead it. I think. Yeah, they probably uh, will. Harry Stanfield is, is a bigger name than anyone else mentioned. And Spider Man, I, I feel poor Tom Holland is going to be worn out from all these films they're doing with him. He's. I mean, he's got so much going on. Um, that's. I mean, it seems a very female-heavy group at the moment. Are, are there any young male characters well, coming through? I, the 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 twins that um, uh, Wanda has are both boys. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if there'll be any more. Maybe. Um, Hmm. Okay. Anyway, well, speaking of uh, Miss Marvel that you mentioned, Kamala Khan will appear in Captain Marvel too. Mm. Uh, which is no surprise there because Miss um, Marvel was the original namesake that Carol Danvers took before uh, Captain Marvel, and the reason why Kamala Khan chose it to begin with was because she admired um, Carol Danvers so much. So that's why they had they both of them had that connection. So no surprises there. And it's uh, Monica, sorry, Captain Marvel is named after Marvel, right? Did yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's a bit of a, uh, bit of a. Um, I, I, Ms. Marvel is named after Captain Marvel, named after Marvel. There's a little line going on there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's Monica Rombo. Uh, for those who do not remember her, as I uh, in the Captain Marvel podcast I've mentioned before that this is the little girl, the daughter mm. of um, Carol Danvers' uh, best friend. Um, she becomes her own superhero in her own right as well. Also called Captain Marvel, Brilliant. actually, to what? be honest. Yeah, uh, Monica Rombo <laughs> took the namesake first before Carol Danvers did. There's too many Captain Marvels. I mean, Shazam's Captain <laughs> Marvel. There's too many of them. No one talks about Shazam. <laughs> but Monica Rombo will um, appear in Captain Marvel 2 as well. But before that, you'll see her making her debut in Wonder Vision. Mm. Uh, as played by Tiana, Tiana Paris. But she... She's too old to be young Avenger, I think. From from the, the no no no, she's supposed to be the same. Yeah, uh, she's grown up already, yeah, right? And yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's a. I'll be i be interesting to see. Um, Nia DaCosta, I think he's he's going to be directing Captain Marvel too. Um, so it's a new yeah a new director there. So they're not they're not going for the same team that did the last one. Uh-huh. Uh, what else is there? What else is there? Uh, Christian, they've confirmed Christian Bale's uh, character in uh, Thor. Um, so Christian Bale will play the villain he plays God the God Butcher mm. uh, so he's a relatively new addition to the Guardian mythos uh, he only appeared in comics in 2012 so very very new uh, not much is known well I've put out everything I've read on okay. Wikipedia anyway he was a poor downtrodden alien living on a desolate world he prayed constantly to improve his station in life but it never happened so he obviously has this uh He's against uh, any gods because they didn't help him mm. in um, and didn't, you know, didn't, this world. Didn't his family basically. get killed? Yeah, his family got killed, so he, he it sucked a lot for him. He came across two gods fighting, and then one of them pleaded for him to help him. He instead took his weapon and then killed killed the god, and then he made him made it you know his goal to just get rid of all the gods around the world, which I imagine uh, around the universe, mm. which I imagine why he and Thor gets mixed up. I guess so. I, I wonder if they. I wonder if they'll change the the origin story because having your 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 wife or family being killed as your inciting incident is uh, uh, looked down on these days. I guess fridging, as they say. Um, mm. So they might do something a bit different. Maybe maybe his whole planet will be destroyed or something. I guess that, like yeah, they, they might try and tie it in so he might be on Thanos's planet, whatever that was. I can't remember now. Um, Titan was it that, um, that Titan? Yeah, yeah. That got destroyed. Uh, fine. And apparently, Lady Sif might be back as well. Um, everyone's coming. Everyone's back to coming back. Every single person they're coming. Every single one into one film. Well, I think partly because they've realised that with the TV series, they can. So, Lady Sif, for example, I mean, she turned up, I think, briefly in uh, Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield, yeah. yeah. But a lot of these characters are like, well, we're not going to put it in the films, but we're going to check in the TV series. Um, Baron Zemo. I she died anyway. Lady Sif. No, she she didn't, yeah. did she? So the Warriors. Warriors three Warriors got killed three, yep. Um, yep. by, by Hela, but she didn't appear in that film. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's fine. So she's it's all good. She must have been so annoyed at the time. They're like, uh, unless they had plans already, who knows? Um, the only other bit I had from Marvel is that, um, and this is, I'm not sure quite what form it's going to take, but the, there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special mm-hmm. uh, coming in 2022, which I imagine will be about like the Lego Star Wars one, and it will be 45 minutes at most. I don't think it's going to be a film. Nah, it's still written by and directed by James Gunn, though, and it's going to be filmed as part of the production of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, so yes. there will be some tie-ins to the main film, but we'll see. And apparently, speaking of which, apparently the Star Wars Holiday Special is actually coming to Disney+, Plus, uh, which is very brave. Um, it's very brave. It's very brave. Speaking of Star Wars, I'll, I'll do the Star Wars bit, but it's a very short bit, because almost all the Star Wars announcements were TV things rather than rather than films, so there's no mention of the, the Ryan Johnson trilogy that might be coming. Um, there was no real mention. I mean, they they mentioned I think Taika Waititi is doing something which we already knew, but there's no development on that. Kevin Feige is producing something which we already knew, but there's no development on that. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing we really developed was uh, Patty Jenkins. Um, she's going to be directing a film called Rogue Squadron in the Star Wars universe. Uh, so again, we don't know huge much around it, but she did a little video where she's saying, "My dad was a pilot, and I love planes, and here's my Star Wars planes movie." And she's probably wearing a jumpsuit and maybe. Maybe giving the thumbs up from a cockpit, I don't know. Um, that, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so that's happening. I don't think we know when it's set, where it's set, anything like that. Uh, so it, it could be a kind of... It could be a direct tie but I suspect it won't be. I think it will be a elsewhere in the Star Wars universe rather than this person was Wedge Antilles kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, so that, that's that's it in terms of Star Wars movies. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. no, I say lots on lots, lots about TV series, but almost nothing about the movies. Yeah, as you know, I just skimmed through it. Yeah. Um, all, all the Star Wars stuff. Cause I can't believe. Um, I'll talk through the animated stuff. Um, so there's going to be an animated version of The Diary of a Wimpy Kid, which is a very popular children's book that is coming out Good soon. Uh, are th- are they're not still making, uh, still making the films, the live-action ones? The live-action ones, I assume they were as well, but this is going to be on top of that as well. Wow. Uh, Pixar, as part of Disney, um, they've announced their first film that's coming out in 2022. So they're... They're going to have um, Soul at the end of this year. I think it's out already. I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's coming um, on Christmas Day. Ah, oh. nice. And there's going to be Luca, which is coming out next year. So the first Pixar film to come out in 2022 is called Turning Red. So this is by uh, director Domi Shi, who's this who's making her feature debut here. She is the one who previously helmed the Oscar-winning short Bao, which you hated Terrifying. before Coco because uh, you're terrified by inanimated um, food. Um, I am. Um... I watched the Muppet Christmas Carol uh, yesterday, which was really good. I'd never seen it before, but there was some food that came that was singing and stuff. It's horrible. Anyway, right. Anyway, <laughs> in this film called Turning Red, uh, it tells the story of May Lee, a teenage girl, who, in addition to going through puberty right now, finds out that when she gets too excited, she transforms into a giant red panda. Okay. <laughs> yep. So um, there you go. Red pandas, are they are they pandas, are they much yeah. beloved around the world? Do people love red pandas? They are very cute, though. They are extremely cute. They are tiny. So the uh, are they Chinese creatures? Well, yeah, you you can find them more uh, prevalent everywhere rather than in China. Okay. But when I was in China, I went to a panda preserve, and there were quite a few red pandas there as well. They are so cute. We've got red pandas in Bristol Zoo, I think. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, they're fine. They're all right, I suppose. Yeah, well, this is well. This is going to be some pandering to uh, oh, the Chinese boo, market, boo, right? So. Boo. <laughs> Dear me. Um, yeah. Okay. Fine. Why not? Turning red, giant red panda. Why not? Sure. Yep. Um, and yeah, the next Pixar film <laughs> that's coming out. Are you going well to make? Lightyear. Are you going to make me watch it? By the way. Yeah, of course. Brilliant. It's twenty twenty two, Colin. You have one year to prepare yourself. <laughs> yeah, by the time, right? The the, the quarantine will be over. You'll just be wanting to watch any film that's coming out. Well, I, I, I think there's a serious point in, in that Disney really are focusing on their streaming service at the moment. So there are these announcements, but a lot of the announcements were about Disney+. Plus. Uh, it does make me wonder. Anyway, pick, uh, you, you started talking about Lightyear. Yes, Lightyear will be coming out, which is the next Pixar film. Uh, for those who couldn't figure out based on the title yeah. alone, it's about Buzz Lightyear. Um but it won't be a top movie about the toy. No, no. But instead, very meta, it's actually about the movie that the Buzz Lightyear toy is based on. But it's it's a biopic of a real character, is it? 
I have no so, idea. So I, it, I think, I could be wrong, Buzz Lightyear is a real astronaut in the Pixar universe, and there is a film of is his he life. really? Huh. I, and then this be. is the film of his life that was the story of his place. It's very, very matter. It's very, very confusing as well. And anyway, uh, it will be voiced by Chris Evans. Mm. Tim Allen is the Emma Furman of the Pixar universe. In that oh, poor Tim Allen. <laughs> they are throwing him on the scrap heap. Um, it kind of makes sense, I guess, if you say that um, the actual person from the movie wouldn't necessarily voice the toy. I don't know. Yep, that kind of makes sense. Yep. Jim Hanks um, does a lot of voicing for the Woody toys. Tim, Tom Hanks' brother. Oh, I didn't know That's that. That's true. Yeah. Huh, nice trivia. And the last bit of our animated news that we have is that there is going to be another Ice Age film as now Ice Age is part of the what? Disney catalogue because uh, Disney has now con- more control of the universe really no no, <laughs> no. Films. I don't want any more Ice Age films I didn't watch any of them but I got tired of them 10 years ago yep this is mad no one, no one wants another Ice Age film do they clearly people do Colin just because you don't no one no one's like no kids are crying out for an Ice Age film they all, it's not catered to you yeah but kids don't want this do they? You're not a main demographic. How do you know that? I know people with kids. They're all, they oh, all wow. love Paw Patrol. Ex- exclusively yep. Paw Patrol. Oh dear. No, this this film <laughs> is, is this film is going to bomb, Zijan. It's going to be a, it's going to do terribly. Is my prediction. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> um, it's called the Ice Ice Age of Buckwell with uh, Simon Peck coming back to voice Buck. I don't know who Buck is. I don't care who Buck is. <laughs> I'm very angry about people this. People do care, Colin. People who listen to this podcast care. No one, who, no one in the world cares about the... Simon Pegg saying doesn't care about the Ice Age franchise. There have been five Ice Age films. Are you happy now? Are you okay now? No, I'm not okay. <laughs> so angry. Okay, fine. More Ice Age. Brilliant. You missed off the... Um, which I thought you'd be very excited about, Zizhan. Uh, Encanto. Uh, a musical a- oh, yes. animation starring uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda coming in autumn 2021. Starring him? He's creating it, right? I'm not sure what he's starring him. Uh, I've written starring and I'd never get anything oh. wrong. So, um. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, it's, it's about a magical family in Colombia that lives in a magical horn. A magical horn? Home. Magical home. Home. Horn. It could be something like, I've written H-O-M, but I don't know, I don't know whether, whether this is for H-O-R-N or H-O-M, but I'm missing the E at the end, so it could be either one. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, <laughs> never say we didn't do Irish. Encanto. Now, that is Spanish, presumably, for just enchanted, is it, maybe? Yeah, probably. Which leads me on, Zijan, to the next bit of news from Disney. Um, Disenchanted is confirmed. Uh, Amy Adams is back. I think this has, this has been kind of in the pipeline in the work for for a long, long time. Uh, but the sequel to Enchanted, which is semi-animated. Um, yep. It was quite fairly early days for... I mean, Amy Adams has been a working actress for a long time, but it was one of her first times when she really got noticed. Um, it's a breakout, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and James Marsden, everyone's third choice um, character, uh, actor. And Susan Sarandon. Uh, and He's coming back? Um, Patrick Dempsey. Was it Patrick Dempsey? Yeah, it was Patrick mm. Dempsey, yeah. Uh, I don't know if any of them are coming back, but Amy Adams is confirmed. I imagine they'll get the rest of them back. Maybe not Susan oh, Sarandon. I, lo- but, um, I really adore the first film, though. I really do. It's so charming. It's, it's a very charming yeah. film. It's a great film. Um, I watched Godmothered on Disney Plus um, recently, which seems to be very much uh, in the enchanted mould, to the extent that they got Isla Fisher, albeit she was kind of playing the Patrick Dempsey role rather than the uh, Amy Adams role. Ah. Um, it was fine. It might be Isla Fisher's best film. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Um, since we're doing the other section, um, I, I took this off my predictions last time because it was already rumoured uh, and it has come to pass that Sister Act 3 will be happening. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, I've not seen the first two, uh, but there you go. Whoopi Goldberg is back uh, and she is back, back in the habit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a Hocus Pocus sequel, which we, I think we've mentioned before as well. Uh, Zach Efron is appearing in the Three Men and a Baby remake. Yeah, I couldn't work out if this was a TV series or a film. It's a film, is it? It was a film. film. Yeah, okay. it's a real film. It's basically a, high, well, a heist about yeah, three men and a baby. Uh, three men kidnapping a baby, but the baby got away with a lot of hijinks. It's quite funny. When I was young. Um, I don't think they kidnapped a baby. Wasn't the baby just left on their doorstep? Was it? Yeah, it's not a heist. 
No, is it not? It could be a different film that I'm talking about now. It, ah, it could be. Maybe it was uh, the sequel, Three Men and a Little yeah. Lady. Um, yeah, it's on Disney Plus. I've watched it years ago. I was, I've been meaning to watch it again because I, I remember enjoying it. Directed by Leonard Nimoy. I always say that, but I always find that fascinating. Um, um, Raya and the Last Dragon is coming to Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, and they're doing it with the what I've described as the Mulan model, where if you want to pay an extra twenty dollars or thirty dollars or something, you can watch it. So sneaky, right? I wonder how they choose the films that follows the Mulan model and how mm. which doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, my assumption was it was the ones they thought were going to make a lot of money, but Raya and the Last Dragon, maybe in different markets. I don't know. Uh, I've not bothered watching Mulan. I think it's now free on Disney Plus. So I still not bother watching yes, it. Yes, it's gotten really, really bad reviews, yeah. and I've, I've seen YouTubers review it, and I'm never watching that after based on those reviews as well. So yeah. there you go. Um, yeah, and they've announced a lot of the live action films that we know already that are coming out. There's a Robert Zemeckis Pinocchio. There's Peter Pan and Wendy. There's apparently going to be a John Mulaney and Andy Samberg version of the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Uh, okay, that's happening. Um, but yeah. Lots of news. Uh, yeah, um, only a couple more for me. Indiana Jones five starts shooting in the spring, so we've we've known that's coming for a long time, but now it's, it's definitely starting. Um, and what I found quite interesting um, is, uh, and this this actually does make sense to investors here because it feels more investory. But there's a, a new brand called Star, um, which in I think in the US it might be um, on on TV, but in in other markets, including uh, Europe, I think the UK, uh, it's going to be on Disney Plus. But it's uh, it's, oh yeah, I think it's on Hulu, maybe in the US. But um, it's the more adult content, by which I don't mean X-rated, but kind of not for kids, I suppose. Okay. Um, okay. Which is interesting. It means that they can make more stuff that I might want to watch. <laughs> so that's nice. Are we done with Disney Invest today? I think we are, and that took up most of our time. Actually, it did. Wow. Uh, I'm sure you thought it might. This is. Um, it's it's amazing how um, how much they put in. I wasn't expecting. I know they're not doing D23 and stuff, but I wasn't expecting quite so many reveals. And I say there's a whole bunch of TV stuff we've not touched on. Yeah, um, exactly. All, all very exciting. Now we move on then, Zijan, um, to um, to talk about... Uh, was it Look Back on Oscar? We do now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my, I've got it on a, on a, on a, in a Word document on my second monitor, which is being partially blocked by my laptop, which means I can't see it. Um, we, we look back at a film that won a Best Picture Oscar in the past, because uh, we don't know the ones in the future. And finally, Zizan, you've watched finally. the film Rocky. Uh, I have. And uh, set, set the scene for us. What's, what is Rocky? What's going on there? Surely, surely everyone knows about Rocky. Um, <laughs> um, everyone, it's directed okay. by John G. Avildsen. It stars Sylvester Stallone as a titular character. Everyone knows about Rocky, Colin. There's like seven films about him. The 1976 um, Best Picture winner beat Taxi Driver, among other things. Huh. Um, very, very contentious. Uh, he received 10 Academy Award nominations. Uh, yeah, and winning three, including what you mentioned earlier. Hmm. It's the story of the underdog, uh, Rocky, who is a, a Southpaw boxer hmm. who uh, was uh, caught, who caught the eye of Apollo Creed, who is the I don't know, a champion then, mm. uh, who's trying to find someone to have a match with. So he decides to train up just to... Of course, there's a training montage. All these films have a training yeah, montage. Yeah. Uh, to, 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 to fight him in the match, basically. And that's that's the gist of the film, really. Um, and you also see like all the other parts of Rocky as well, about his personal life, his love with um, Adrian, mm-hmm. uh, etc., um, although I do find a bit where he lured her into the apartment a little bit uh, unnerving. <laughs> yes, so I, I, I kind of I did rewatch this with with the commentary on, and I wasn't paying full attention because I've seen Rocky so many times. But certainly, I think um, it is. It, it's a weird relationship. I think because so Adrian is a very timid. Uh, she works in pet shops, very shy, um, and she's got quite an abusive relationship with her her brother, who doesn't treat her very well, poorly. Um, which actually they come back to in, in later films, um, where he kind of confesses I, I wasn't good to her, but because um, he, he's down on his luck as, as well, I guess takes it out on on her. But yeah, the, the relationship, although it is mostly romantic, and, and I think there is a genuine love there, it is yeah. It's certainly in, in by twenty first century standards, it's not great. Um, no, definitely not. It's quite controlling, and yeah, the, uh, I really like the scene in the apartment. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I think if. Like he basically had her against the wall. Yes, and forced himself on her. He he does, and it's 
it's one of those things I think it's supposed to be he's bringing her out of her shell and, and she does love him he's just allowing her to do that or, or showing her how to do that but it, it doesn't play that way suddenly now and, and I think if they if they had their time over again they might do that a bit differently um, yeah I think they definitely should um, yeah it's uh Sylvester Stallone is great in this film, mm. as you expect. Um, he he is Rocky. I mean, this 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 role defined defined his entire career. I mean, um, like his training scenes were great. Like I, I love the soft scenes he had with Adrian, mm. barring that that room scene aside, because I thought he he did he did those very well. The fighting scenes were not great. Interesting. Okay. The, yeah, I would say like after watching Creed, etc., and mm. Southpaw, the Jake Gyllenhaal film, like those are more visceral. You know, you could feel like the, uh, you could feel all the punches. Whereas in the original Rocky film, you could kind of tell that they were faking it. Right. <laughs> like, you know, right. It doesn't seem that real or authentic. Um, which uh, I guess for at that point in time, they couldn't do made it so real. So it really did seem a little bit uh, fake, not in that sense. Yeah, love the ending though. Great ending. Yeah, I'm sensitive. I I think yeah. So you're right. I mean, he, he sliced and wrote this as well. He was he, he barely worked beforehand. I think um, he there's this amazing story of how he was trying to sell the script and he basically refused to sell it unless they let him play the lead. Which for someone who was so um, poor at that point that he had to sell his dog just to afford food. Um, and then bought, which is the dog in the film. He brought him back once he um, once he he sold the script. Uh, but yeah, re- real self confidence. But yeah, you're right. He he is rocking and, and quite a um, he's obviously very tough, but also quite kind hearted. And I think it's a beautiful performance. Uh, obviously, this is the only Rocky film you've seen, but I think it's a real shame. I always say this that they it becomes so formulaic and cheesy. And when people think of the Rocky franchise, I think a lot of them think of this kind of. Uh, yeah, really, really cheesy thing, and I can see some of that. But in this first film, I, I compare it with a with a Taxi Driver or, or a Raging Bull, or something. In terms of this, I mean, not that the characters are similar, but this kind of virtuoso central performance, and, and this guy who's yeah. down on his luck and his his way out of it. Uh, but yeah, and beautiful music, such great music in this film. It really um, is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's a shame that he decided that his wife would be, or at this point, um, girlfriend would be called Adrian, because that's not a girl's name. No one has, no one's ever been, no no woman has ever been called Adrian. That's just not a thing. I mean, they sometimes get Adrienne, yeah, but no one's ever, no before. no woman has ever called Adrian. Anyway, yo Adrian, we did it. What a film! I love that film. Anyway, did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Yeah, the boxing actually in this one, I know, I do know what you mean because it has come on, but it's so much better than the boxing in the sequels. It's weird. Really? Um, really? How is that even possible? Like, it really it is, comes, comes across as very fake. Well, in the sequels, the, the issue is that no one blocks. They just basically just slam each other in the head for half an hour. Uh, and it's so odd. Because I, I actually thought it was fairly realistic in this. I was like, maybe, maybe not by today's standards. But, yeah, it's just everyone, two boxers punching each other directly in the head. Any, any one of which would probably end about in real boxing. Uh, so this is the, the best boxing of the... Of the, of the series I think um, huh. weird anyway uh, next time we'll be returning to Actor Factor where we look at the film's particular actor and Zizan I've decided on Michael Stuhlbarg uh, who was not a household name uh, by any oh. means but you will have seen um, lots of films he's in uh, I, gar- okay. I guarantee you um, he's one of these kind of character actors and he, he makes such good choices with his films as well you'll, you'll have seen a lot of them and you will like a lot of them I guarantee um, so we'll talk about that next time uh, we move on then to the most pointless segment we've ever done, uh, and I include in that the Tom Hanks game. Um, it's the final quiz of the year that Zizan, you have already won uh, the Yay! quiz this year. Um, so you couldn't be bothered with <laughs> what is quite so I, I hope. I, I couldn't be bothered with a lot of research. Um, also, I chose a topic that's basically impossible to research because um, there's so many of these things. Well, maybe not impossible. Uh, we're doing a, a quiz on Netflix Christmas movies because it is Christmas. Indeed, as this when, when this podcast goes out, it will be the 20th. Third, when it'll be um, Christmas Eve, Eve, uh, I believe. If you if you edit it in time, Dijon, um, <laughs> I will kick us off in this Netflix Christmas movies um, quiz. Dijon, which film series is set mostly in the fictional foreign nation of Aldovia? This is like what the Christmas Prince, I guess. It is a Christmas Prince. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the uh, the the. A definite article instead of the indefinite article. Because I know it's not the Princess Switch. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. That's it, really. 
Um, question one from me: Which animated Christmas film became the first animated film from Netflix to be nominated for an Academy Award? Uh, it's Klaus, which I saw uh, last week and is very good. It's very good. Ah, I need to check it out. I didn't, I didn't include it into C or not Z finally because I wouldn't give you a point on this. Not, not that I've actually written a question on this, but um, just cause, anyway, really good. Check it out. You'll love it. Um, question two: Which film series is set mostly in the fictional foreign nation of Belgravia? Or Belgravia. <laughs> Belgravia. Belgravia. Is this the Princess Switch? It is the Princess Switch. <laughs> Question two. In the Princess Switch, what is the occupation of Stacey DeNovo, who meets a lookalike, the Duchess of Montenaro? No, I can't remember. One of these is there's a baker, one of them isn't. I can't remember which is a baker, so I'm going to say this one's the baker. She is the baker, yep. Lovely. Uh, question three. Which Christmas film is set mostly in the non-fictional island of Guam? Non-fictional island of Guam... Just like, is this just uh, like, Operation Christmas Drop? It is Operation Christmas Drop. It is going very well. <laughs> you know, you know, we, we, we do much worse on, on quizzes on better films. It's, it's <laughs> embarrassing, really. <laughs> uh, question three. Which Netflix Christmas film is based on the young adult novel of the same name by John Green and Maureen Johnson? Uh, Let It Snow. Let It Snow. <laughs> Which apparently is very good. I'm, I'm, I'm planning to watch it this week. I've not seen it yet. Um... Uh, question four: Which 2019 film features a 14th century knight who has time travelled to the modern day? <laughs> uh, the night before. Oh, no! I'm I'm pretty sure there's a knight in this. Uh, oh, this is a Vanessa Hudgens film. I'm gonna go the night before Christmas because it makes sense. It is the night before Christmas with a with a K, yeah. obviously. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> question four: uh, Christmas on the Square featured which American singer who wrote all of the songs in this film? Uh, Dolly Parton. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, okay, final question for you. Uh, to see if we make a clean sweep of Netflix Christmas movies. Um, in the film Jingle Jangle colon A Christmas Journey, what is the surname of Geronicus? It has to be Jangle, right? It is Jangle. Very good. Very good. Um, question five. Um, which is which of these is not a Netflix original Christmas film? And I've already you've already mentioned two of them. Okay. So Operation Christmas Drop. Right. Christmas Inheritance, The Christmas Setup, A Christmas Prince, Angela's Christmas. Oh. So basically, Christmas Inheritance, A Christmas Setup, Angela's Christmas. So Christmas, <laughs> Christmas Inheritance, I know, is one I've seen that. Well, unless it's called like Holiday Inheritance or something, but I'm pretty sure there's an inheritance one, which is, uh, yeah, so Angela's Christmas and Christmas Setup. Now, there was a film called The Setup, wasn't there? I don't think they did a Christmas special of it. So I'm going to say that one. I'm going to say that's not one. Yeah, wait, it's a tie. Five, five, five. all. Is this our first ever five all tie? <laughs> what a way to end the year. <laughs> well, I'm I'm more pleased with that perhaps than um, than I really should be. Well done, Alice. <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> um, I did. I, I watched a film. We were over time, but anyway, I watched a film called A California Christmas this this week uh, on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix original. It is utterly terrible um but also i'm pretty sure it wasn't a christmas film until like five minutes before they started shooting and it's just it seemed to be um basically it was a city rich city guy traveling to a farm and falling in love with this girl and discovering the joys of country living and all this but basically there's a christmas tree in the background of some shots and they all sing at the end but otherwise it's got nothing to do with christmas at all <laughs> clearly just repackaged for for the christmas market anyway um uh, what what are we quizzing on next time Zijan? Uh, I should have planned this, but I really, really didn't. But, you know, and if only we didn't do this before, I would have just suggested Ice Age because that would annoy you yes. so much. And But we've done it before. So I'll let you know in a week because like, I haven't thought about it. Brilliant. Yet. Okay, so, so our first quiz of, of, the, of next year, to be confirmed. Um, what's to our, be confirmed, TBC. What's our main topic for, for the first episode of next what year? What we season? always do in the first episode of every year, we look back and we look forward we do always one of my favourite episodes of the year so I'm looking forward to that I know mine too I love all the categories that you come up with Colin so I'm looking, always looking forward to that it's going to be tough this year but I'll see what I can do it probably <laughs> would be yes <laughs> see you then bye